I, I kind of talked to my parents about it and heard their perspective, but at the same time, they were kind of like middle school, high school at the time. Right. So I kind of wanted to get a different perspective, but it was I couldn't have that conversation. So that's kind of, I think if there was a conversation, it would have been that to say, oh, I should really try to like learn more about my culture. Hey, Grandma, smoothies are great. Yeah. What was it like escaping the Vietnam War? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not saying that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I'll bleep that. No, that, no, it's perfect. I'm just bringing it in. I'll bleep that. Okay. So fucking funny. I had to. Oh, damn. I had this to is. Hear that. Yeah, I yeah. You move it, get comfortable. I okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is like just at this level, but most likely when I'm eating, I'll probably be like, I don't know, here. Is yeah, that fine? Dude, I, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. And okay. I got a lot of stuff. We'll cap and post and all that. Cool. Um, we'll, make, we'll make it sound pretty, but. Nice. And let me know if any time I have to like move closer to Oh, I got it. Oh, we're doing chopsticks. All right. Also, first off, though. Oh, these are straws. Oh. <laughs> but chopsticks would be good. Do you have them? I can check, but yeah. oh boy, that was a real, <laughs> that was a real white boy moment. <laughs> uh, do I have chopsticks? That's another thing, too. We don't actually have forks either. So whatever we need, we do need. Uh, I have forks. I'm excited for this, man. This is a new experience. Dude, thank you so much for coming over. This is very cool. I like I I've, as I've told you, I love doing non-comedian yeah, episodes, yeah. and you were fun at the it's a date show. Yeah, and yeah. so I was just and then watched some of your videos after you sent that really kind message because I was super nervous for that one. Dude, yeah, no, I mean the circumstances around that were crazy. So yeah, no, you yeah, I in. mean, Jaylene's people love Jaylene. Yeah. So the fact that she was like, just be me for the night. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seemed like it went okay. It was, no, like, it it was only like 50 yeah. people, too. It wasn't crazy. But yeah. Hey. Ah, cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Cheers to a new friend. I'm very excited yeah. for this episode. Please welcome to the podcast Chopstick Murphy, a.k.a. Christian. We're not doing the last name because we are. Still not on the last name on the internet, mm-hmm. and this man has people who follow and watch him. So, <laughs> uh, welcome! Thanks for hanging out, man. Thank um, you. What? Let's just—I'm kicking right into it. Do you have a bite yet? Not yet. Have you? You want to do one together? You have been <clears throat> such a polite guest. Also, you want to penetrate this thing together? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. This is one of my favorite things about these these lids. So is this just lemonade? What is this? Oh, this is a uh, limeade. So limeade. this is like a fun little Vietnamese drink. So, it, yeah. In the meal too, lot of lot of citrus. Mm-hmm. Is citrus just a big Vietnamese? I think you'll find a lot of lime in um, in Southeast Asian cuisine. Oh, this is so good, dude. Yeah, right. Oh my god, I love it. And Where did you get this there. from? Oh, this is Pho Viet. This is down on BU campus, like right by. Um, dude, okay, good yeah. to know. It's so good, dude. For there. I'll send you some recs later, too. They have excellent banh mi, which dude. is like the sandwich. Yeah. You know, and um, good pho, obviously. But yeah, these drinks are great. This dish there is great as well. So what really is this cheap. dish called? It's it's basically like uh, lemongrass, pork, 
over rice or noodles. So do you have the proper name for it? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's called boon. Boon is like the noodles. That's the name for that. B U N. And then uh, meat is just tit. Like no way. Yeah, tit. There's like a better way to pronounce it. Like as, as I said, I'm fake Vietnamese. <laughs> Give me the tit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah boon. Oh yeah. Okay. You know? So yeah. yeah. So that's what uh, Jaylene texted me on Wednesday. Yeah. And said. How's the kom tit nuang going? Right, so that's rice, right? Oh. Yeah, so, so that's like a little bit easier to do if you're more like, you know, comfortable with rice. So uh, bom, yeah, boon, b u n, boon is the the that's the noodle, the noodle yeah, though. Okay, thin rice noodles. So uh, yeah, otherwise known as vermicelli. In um, I guess like got it. That was uh, on the pack. That yeah. that's the word I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she texted me and said. How's the kom tit nuang going? Yeah. And I let it. I looked at that. That was at around ten a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to work. I don't know what this means. Yeah, yeah. And it's, then it's that's, too early to I texted her a couple hours later. What does this mean? And mm-hmm. she said, Aren't you inviting Christian over? And the second she said that, I was like, Oh, that's definitely the name of the meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I I, I get that though because like. When you before maybe noon, you don't want to be like figuring out what Vietnamese. I, I was, I, dude, and also with her, like I don't know how close you guys are, yeah. but she is kind of a. Sometimes she'll text you and be, you have to work backwards and be like, "I love it." What are you talking about? Yeah. So I was just not in the mood to play detective over what Jaylene was yeah. maybe or maybe not saying. Because yeah. <laughs> you do have to be in a mood sometimes to figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. To play the game of Clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I just met her via um, the DM. She slid. Uh, she Ooh. actually tried to, not like in a sexual way, she oh. tried to get me on the show. You know, she's all about business. That's, well, yeah. she's all, uh, it's, she's really worked it well where her business is now sex <laughs> so true she's really crushed that crossover yeah yep. she said sex sells so let's just make a business about it mm-hmm. let's just brand a show it's amazing. so yeah that i i imagine she hit you up yeah, to be a like, contestant but oh like we need more vietnamese on there isn't that we de- we just need more good dudes oh, right. and that's not a shot at your friend yeah, believe yeah, me yeah. but he was actually i i thought he was one of the better dudes we've had. He's a good had. dude. He's yeah. better than me for sure as a guy. I thought that was one of the better guys we had, yeah. hands down. Um, it was just unfortunate that the matchup wasn't what you'd hope for when pairing a blind date up together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he went with the questions. He was open. He was honest. And that is one of the biggest problems that I find with the men of It's a Date is that yeah. they don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. They want to control the situation. So when mm-hmm. they're having a million questions fired at them, they try to turn the tables with whether it's a funny answer or this weird domineering attitude mm. of like, this qu- these questions, I won't answer these questions. They're beneath me. You know, like mm-hmm. the sexual ones or, mm. you know, like... And it just comes off bad. It's what nobody yeah. wants to see in A, a man, and B, more importantly, a partner. True. So I was talking about it one episode recently. I forget who, so I'm sorry for the people who will hear it again, but I think it's a very important thing to say is that if you're a contestant at It's, at it's a Date, or just really this expands to life in general, mm-hmm. is that you may not be vibing with the person that you were set up with, but there's still a hundred other people in that room. Right. Put your best foot forward because there might be someone there who, when you got on stage and didn't open your fat mouth, <laughs> they were like, oh, this person's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm into them. And then all of a sudden you tried this weird character and they're like, oh, fuck, this is mm-hmm. terrible. Where if you just went with the flow, be yourself, be vulnerable and open to that, mm-hmm. it'll go better. But I think that's why she hit you up, too, though, is because a lot of the videos that you do, how you said you were just unhinged and like mm. rambling and talking about your exes or your your dad trauma or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a green flag, I think, not only in a content creator, yeah, but also like a person that you're searching for as a partner is like, oh, they communicate, they talk about their past mm-hmm. trauma, like total total green green flag thumbs up so maybe yeah as you said Jaylene being all about business was like oh let's take this nice person and pimp them out for money <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> yeah. which I like so yeah, right. a good feeling. She does, yeah. dude she does make you feel good about yourself yeah a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. has been a big self-confidence boost yeah um, for sure for sure so yeah and, and she's such a sweetheart so I was like oh, you know I want to help the show and the show is actually great like mm-hmm. I went just to see it before like whoever was on it but um Loved it. It was so great. I was like, I want to help as much as I can. So I just started pimping out my friends now. Sent them her way. And her thing is she opens up with like, Hey, I'm Christian's birth mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> he says he's got like a hot friend that's willing to like undress on stage or whatever. And so like, that's how she got a couple of the uh, the other applicants. I think. She's, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I do... We're gonna get out off of her because yeah, yeah, she yeah. already knows how incredible she is. True, hi, hi Jaylene. Also, I know she's listening to this one because she texted me also and yeah. said, "Am I still your favorite Viet?" Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's a nice lady. She is. So, you made the joke a couple times while we we're hanging out too, and uh, that this there's a single mom version of this, mm-hmm. and you're talking, you know, rambling about your dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. You grew up here, you said, you know, fake Viet. We yeah. hinted at it a little bit in the beginning. Um, it Was was it just you and your mom, or do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got a little sister. She's great. Um, she, so, yeah, I guess the, the single mom thing, a lot of these dishes, like, when I sent this recipe to you, I was reading it, I was like, this is too, this is a lot, like, sesame seeds, fucking pickled vegetables, whatever. I'm like, no, like, when, when I had this as a kid, the one that I really, like, love is... Just really easy, marinade meat, throw it on the stove, <clears throat> boil the noodles, put the sauce over, that's it. A couple like sliced vegetables raw. Super easy. And I realized like a lot of the recipes that I love from childhood were that single mom version because it's just like, how do we get this out as fast as possible mm. and as tasty as possible? Fast, tasty, and as cheap as possible. Exactly, too. yeah. You could definitely cut out. I mean, this is already a pretty cheap meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that you were describing it too, like you could just throw the sriracha on mm-hmm. instead of making all the, you know, the, like you can definitely cut some steps that decrease price and time because we've had some single children, you know, parents of single, excuse me, children of single parents. Mm-hmm. There we go before. And that seems like the biggest thing is just time mm-hmm. is that there's always somewhere you need to be and accompl- like accomplishing something. Yeah, yeah. So is that you were running around? Was it like sports or something? Was it music? Me? No, I mean, I was kind of like out. I was, for me, I was kind of a, like a, I was just out doing my own thing kind of most of my childhood. My mom was just at home just trying to take care of the house or whatever. But I was like, I didn't do sports. I was into like skateboarding as a kid. So I'd, That's a sport? Yeah, yeah. That's that was totally just quite, a sport. Like she didn't have to take me there, you know what I'm saying? Like True. That yeah. is definitely a good part of that 
sport is that it, you are you have the four wheels yourself to get where yeah. you need to be. Yeah, it's yeah. such a it's more freedom for sure than like hockey, basketball, whatever, Oof, where you like have wake up practice. early. Go, yeah. yeah, that that shit is terrible. Did yeah. you do like sports growing up? Yeah, dude, I was uh, I was a big sport guy. That was I- my my like presentation of the world of like oh i'm mm. uh, i'm good at sports mm-hmm. that means i'm cool right mm-hmm. like and i liked the sports but i also think if i could go back now and talk to my younger self i would say hey this is fun you should care so much less yeah <laughs> like fair, fair. yes you're okay at this mm-hmm. yes it's it's you know you, like dude i wanted to like play college hockey and like you're a hockey that. player that was like your main yeah, sport. yeah exactly yeah. and it, looking back now it's hilarious just because that's so not who I am in mm-hmm. my heart and I think it was just this outward presentation of like ah this is all I've ever known mm-hmm. oh I have to lean all the way in so do you think you spent like too much time worrying about that and you would have rather allocated that time towards something else in your youth yeah definitely man I remember my senior year after playing three years of varsity hockey mm-hmm. my senior year i remember thinking i don't know if i want to play this year i think mm. i want to try like audition for the musical oh wow like it was a dumb troy bolton move or mm. whatever but all of my friends were musicians or they were they were the artsy kids yeah yeah so i always felt like i was weirdly the outcast in the outcast group sometimes mm-hmm. So I definitely would go back and say like, dude, definitely do something else. It's totally okay. Yeah. You know, it, it was, like I said, it was fun, but it was definitely, my friends were in bands, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was definitely, that was something that seemed more interesting than just how, you know, waking up early, going to practice or whatever. That's different though. Cause like, so you didn't have a lot of friends also doing hockey or sports then? It was like, no, I was, dude. So this was an actual sentence that got said to me that mm-hmm. same year. Um, I was talking to one of my coaches about how I hated the way that my teammates were bullying me. Mm. And talking, like, you know, that I didn't have a lot of friends who played hockey because yeah, yeah. of this story, pretty much. It was the history of my life where talking to this coach about it explained the situation, and he said, Unfortunately, Danny, on every team, there's just one guy that everyone rallies around to make fun of. That's crazy. And that's you. Yeah, wow. So that was basically my whole experience. Like, I had good friends occasionally on teams, you know, here and there. But I would say for the most part, it was just a lot of feeling lonely and Mm. that, like, the the best way to sum it up is I love the game of hockey. Yep. The people who inhabited it are the worst people. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that's why skateboarding too must have been. It, it's your own lane to free. It's a one person sport. Yeah. It's just you grinding out. Yeah. <laughs> I did not mean to do yeah, that. Yeah. But working hard, overcoming this obstacle of like, I want to do a kickflip. Right, I've tried it nine thousand times. That's personal. I over COVID picked up a board again. Hell yeah! And wanted to start skating. Yeah, yeah. And all, like got the ollie down, yeah. shove it. I just cannot for the life of me do a fucking kick. Yeah, dude. It has been years of trying. Mm-hmm. So that's the cool part though about skating is just overcoming this one obstacle. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just you though no one else is throwing shit at you yeah, or yeah. even hyping you up i mean sure there's people like you got this but mm-hmm. like it's on you yeah no that that's a crazy feeling i haven't thought of for a long time but yeah that <clears throat> such a good feeling when you finally land whatever trick you're working on but all the th- the thousands of tries and the fucking board to the Dude, shins and everything yeah that that was what made me quit mm, i'm not shitting you it yeah. was the board to the shin because i kept trying and trying banging my shins up and yeah. then one day i thought i'm 27 years old at the, at the time yeah, yeah, yeah i'm 27 years old i'm not going to be a professional skateboarder that's what yeah, yeah. this is literally just for my own being mm-hmm. and it's causing me actual pain yeah i dude. can put this down for a little bit and try something else <laughs> yeah yeah that was the same shit with me too man because i was like dude i'm getting too old for this like just getting scarred up like i have my body like keloids easily so i, I would just like hit a pebble get pitched and like scrape my arm up and like well that's another permanent fucking scar what is, key, is keloid a scar yeah it's like the really dark scars so like yeah this one i tatted over but like you can kind of see it but yeah it's like a just like a really dark large scar very unsightly people don't like to see that shit so well now you have a cool sleeve over yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's the good thing about that but yeah no skateboarding was cool man but i, I kind of wish i did more sports growing up though because now like when i after say college i think is when i got into like team sports right i love soccer mm-hmm. um and i just i wish i had played it earlier in life too because then i had like you could build up those skills more and a be foundation better, right? yeah. exactly yeah I mean, have you ever thought about joining an adult league yeah yeah like, i've done a lot of those it's fun but like i kind of wish like if i was growing up on it i feel like i'd be much better now obviously well, it's one of those things like, yeah. I, like i fucking yeah but it's but. the same thing of like you're not going to be a pro soccer player you're exactly. just out there running around having fun kicking a ball. yeah yeah but you want to so, like not make your friends and shit it's like yeah easy. of course yeah, yeah you want to yeah, be yeah. the the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's as you know sitting in the flip side of you on this experience mm-hmm. i played some pickup hockey recently yeah. with a buddy of my comedian friend mm-hmm. and i w- immediately afterwards was like yeah i'm never doing this again i don't yeah. think i need to play hockey yeah, yeah. that's that's ever in my life again mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a hell i didn't get injured or anything i just kind of was like this chapter of my life is closed i actually sure. love that because a lot of people are like they'll have their last game and then just never think about it and it was their last game, right? But you were like, you know what? This is it. This is my last game. Oh, dude. I, mm-hmm. for sure, that was my last game. And I yeah. also, though, remember thinking back to, I had that realization when in the moment of this senior year of, from, you know, hell that was not yeah, fun. Yeah. We lose in the playoffs. I skate off. My mom, I see her she's crying Hmm. and I look at her and I'm assuming she's crying because like I'm a senior this is the last year I'll be playing blah 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 and she's clearly looking sad yeah and I immediately instead of walking to the locker room with the team I walked left walked over to her gave her a hug and I remember hugging her being like it's okay Hmm. I'm happy yeah yeah because it was that moment of again like it's done this was the last game I will be playing in this jersey we're good. We can move on. Yeah. There are no tears about this right now. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I got an open mic to get to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know at that time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was... It was... Good to develop a work ethic and passion, of course. Mm-hmm. Because now that I actually 
have my passion, mm-hmm. then I can transfer that over to what yeah. I really want to do instead of just being like, like, what did you get downloaded with when you were, you know, where it's like, yeah. you're, you know, your mom is like, I'm assuming it wasn't skateboarding, but something, you know, like the ever classic did you do the year of gymnastics oh you're saying like what did my mom kind of want me to do yeah exactly yeah, just like yeah. <clears throat> play piano you're yeah, like yeah. you know when you're a kid unfortunately i'm gonna move this out of the sun too is this oh for sure yeah um parents kind of have to do this unfortunately because they don't want their kid to just be a blob yeah but it's like hey we're gonna put you in baseball mm-hmm. we're gonna put you in hockey we're gonna put you in piano whatever it may be that's just sort of what gets downloaded onto you mm-hmm. and you do for X amount of years yeah. until you have that light bulb moment of like, do I even enjoy this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did anything, like for me, like kind of that was sports. There were definitely, I, you know, just kind of that was what your parents were I was told, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you go, like, you know, go play sports. We're going to put you in this. We're going to put you in that. Yeah. Did you like that one? No, not really. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll put you in another one. And then, you know, just activities to keep your kids busy. Yeah. Did you have that? And then after, like, a clip of time, you thought, holy shit, I don't enjoy this. Yeah, no, for sure, dude. Like, so, I mean, for me, uh, for my mom, it was piano, definitely. Academics, obviously. And then, um, uh, yeah, pretty much those two. She tried to do the sports thing. I mean, I guess the 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 problem with her method was that she didn't have like my dad there to like support her. Right. So like she couldn't beat the fuck out of me if I said no. So I was just like, I'm just not going to do it. She'd be like, I- I'm going to like do piano. I'm like, nah. So I was like from a young age, just like, I don't want to do it. And so like, I never got good at anything that she wanted me to get good at because I was just like, I don't like math, don't like science. Yeah. I want to be like an English major, whatever. And then she, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like go skateboarding with my friends and yeah. fucking like, you know, do whatever, like loitering, trespassing. <laughs> All that good stuff, yeah. But uh, yeah, she she just didn't have, I guess, that that violent, the threat of violence. Is that the typical Viet family structure? I don't know like, about typical because again, I don't really oh, know. True. But like, yeah. but I, I've from other Viet friends that I've heard that were kind of equally like semi traumatized by like parental parent things. <laughs> it is definitely a lot of like dad beats the fuck out of you, and your and the mom is like you know kind of like the the mastermind behind the operation, brain and brawn kind of situation. <laughs> so. Um, so, this is is a tough yeah. question that I'm gonna do it. Yeah, try and right. phrase. Hey, so, dad wasn't around. Yeah, and your friends are telling you that in a more typical household, dad is the one that beats the fuck out of you. So, yeah. So I learned that later though, because I didn't know at the time like I was supposed to get my my shit rocked. Well, you know? so though now though with the obviously. Maybe not obviously. Yeah. Do you wish dad was around? Uh, a little Let's bit, I think. Yeah, for 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 some reason, I think more for my sister. Like my sister was real heartbroken about the whole like not having a dad thing. Like that affected her a lot more. Um, me, it was just like I kind of liked the freedom. Honestly, I think I I would have ended up a lot better conventionally if sure. if I, if he was around because then I'd be like good at piano, which I've recently tried to pick up. Bad at it. I'm like fucking should have listened to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and then I blame my dad saying, if you were there, you would have fucking kicked my ass and I'd be good at piano. But uh, but now, like, um, I think I would have liked that kind of, uh, I guess, discipline. I had to kind of, like, learn that later in life. But um, So I guess that's, you answered the question yeah. definitely then, because the way that was coming to mind was phrasing of, like, do you wish dad was there to have beat your ass? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But Dude, I wish, he- man, yeah. Because... <laughs> A lot of things, like, yeah. The way that you phrased it, though, is good of, 
discipline though like yeah. you would have learned that work ethic and now yeah. as you sit and realize like oh i maybe do want to play piano yeah fuck maybe Dude. i should have tried do you yeah. think though that rebellion was because though no one was there to slap your shit around probably a little bit either yeah physically or yeah, metaphorically probably a little bit i mean yeah i think i just didn't like to be in the house so she uh my my parents like he wasn't completely absent, right? Like my dad, he was okay. kind of here and there, um, but mostly like say, a couple times a year to see him, right? But um, he, there was just so much strife in the household. I was like, I don't want to be here, so I would just be outside skateboarding, doing doing things, whatever. That's that's why I left. I think that's the rebellion. That's where that came from. Um, but now looking back, I am like, dude, I really wish I was better at piano and sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, honestly, I would take it all back, dude, if you would just be there and just discipline my ass. Cause, and best believe I, I actually, I, I don't know if I have, if I have kids, I don't know what my parental kind of philosophy will be. But right now, if you ask me, I'm like, dude, yeah, they're going to, I'm going to Asian parent the <laughs> shit out of them, dude. They're going to be the best fucking basketball playing pianist ever. Yeah. And that's another thing. I wish someone would tell me, cause I became like semi-tall I'm like 6'2 I became like I hit a growth spurt late late like in college yeah. so someone should have just thrown you in the corner of an NBA like dude, a, and just say shoot threes until yeah, this becomes automatic right for you. exactly dude so get that's low yeah yeah so <laughs> all you have to do is a 3 and D Asian guy <laughs> exactly the league loves a 3 and D Asian yeah. guy off the bench <laughs> yeah, exactly you are set man should have done it man <laughs> but now, yeah that's a I think I'm really impressed though with your outlook of you wish he'd been there because then you'd be a better person. Like you're still looking at it inwardly and you know, for yourself where it's like, I wish he'd been there just because that's what a dad's supposed to do to start. Um, But the fact that now you are, you know, 30 years old Mm. and teaching yourself. All right, let's leave that. (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you are x amount of years old and teaching yourself things you're going back to the childhood and realizing oh maybe i was interested in that or oh maybe Mm. there was some value in that skill you're you're kind of retracing your steps and i'm gonna say putting that like rebellion to bed almost Mm. and accepting that your parent your mom was mm. right yeah which i think is a big step because you can a, easily yeah. have gotten to 50 60 you know you just gone through adulthood yeah and been a piece of shit and been like i wonder why yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah. not anything in my <laughs> past yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know you could have just stuffed it down mm-hmm. and been like 99.9 percent of the population yeah but it's really remarkable to confront head on and be like, yes, this is trauma. Yeah. And I'm going to address it and talk about it. Yeah, it was it was a really it was a painful and humbling realization when I when I kind of like realized my mom was right in a lot of ways and I had that conversation with her and that was that was like she loved She loved one. it, dude. She'll t- still talk about it like to this day, but <laughs> This was a couple years ago when I was about to turn 26 and get kicked off health insurance, right? And so um, I was like, I need to turn my life around everything. And so I, I went back to school, this and that. And now I work in uh, basically like AI. So cool. very steady day job. Yeah. And I was like, hey, mom, like I have like 
this thing called a paycheck now, which is really nice. Like, I don't live off tips anymore. And, um, like, I just want to say thank you for, like, uh, kind of trying to tell me to do this the whole time, right? Yeah, and kind of sorry for, like, being an asshole. I was a horrible, horrible son in my teenage years. So like, I'm really sorry for that, but also, like, you deserve it. No, no, but, like... Yeah, so I did um, apologize and I said thank you, and she was like, you know, we all cried and it was, it was nice. But um, like, wait, let me record that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, so so that's great. But then now I think as I'm getting more comfortable, the re- like the rebellious nature that kind of uh, I grew up with is coming back, and now I'm like I kind of want to throw everything against the wall. Oh. Um, so I think that's why I have a little bit of a like I don't know. Maybe that's why I go like. Um, when I started this Instagram thing, I was like, let's just say the wildest shit possible. Let's try to like cancel myself before I, <laughs> I even like become a thing, you know? So I was just, I don't know. It's like, well, some, that was, yeah. we, I touched on that too before off mic and how it's what I find very enjoyable is how you were just saying is that it is just kind of stream of consciousness mm. instead of the typical white, usually female Mm. where they're at a restaurant you've been to before but this one just has better marketing yeah yeah and they're eating a burger that is seven stories high yeah that if you think about it for six seconds you're like how do you eat that (laughs) dude yeah where it just looks cool you know it's Mm -hmm. like one of those deals and you know again it's that like me and my bestie yeah. went out for drinks and dinner, mm-hmm. and this spot is something you've never heard of. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus Hidden Christ. gems in Boston. That's yeah, exactly. Like Lolita or some shit. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it was awesome that you found legs being yourself because it's what everyone really hopes for. Mm. Where that dude, like I said, that joke where you started the Harvard one, like, I only have two letters of GED, mm. but I still had a good time in Harvard. It was so quick, mm. and I was like, Two letters. Ah! Yeah. And then like 20 seconds later in the video, I had missed three jokes right. because I was still thinking of that one. Mm. So that was just you. I mean, that's a recent one, but yeah. th- we've gotten here because that was you saying like, I'm so fed up with what I'm seeing. Yeah. I just want to be me and mm-hmm. just try and shock the system of food bloggers <laughs> yeah I, I guess it wasn't even so like so much i was fed up i was just i didn't know i think at the time because when i started mm. i wasn't like ever a food foodie guy like i just started by basically following all the other accounts in boston and i was like dude there's like nothing i can do anymore like ev- the ma- there's already someone for for everyone there's like asian people there's like uh the trendy like hip places there's like the new places in boston i was like there's no more like it's saturated market i was like well there's no one just like talking about like diarrhea. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just started talking about like how you go to hot pot and you get diarrhea. And so like that's kind of how it started. It really wasn't like, oh, like, yeah, it was more just I felt like I had to do something different rather than like I was frustrated with anything. It was more just like, yeah, that. But. It was just looking at the market yeah, and saying yeah. like everyone has a thing. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that isn't being done? Yeah, it's almost like I feel like I don't know if there's did you, I don't know if you like know. I don't for sure, but like there's like different artistic like mo- movements or eras. Oh, right? yeah, like, right. And so I feel like it's a reaction almost to like the previous one where oh, it's like, okay, there's like almost like kind of because we've kind of done everything here already. Postmodern. Yeah, kind of like that kind of deal, right? Yeah. Where it's like, 
Yeah, and there's just not, nothing to be done anymore, so let's just talk about something completely unrelated to food, and that was kind of the, I guess, genesis of that. It's it's intriguing. It's very intriguing because it seems like what hits and what people grab onto is again how you know you're eating, but you're also riffing, ranting, mm. telling jokes, whatever. There's I feel like a lot of people now, a lot of comedians will just be telling a joke of theirs, like you know, on the subway into the microphone and, you know, going grocery shopping, Mm. trying to just make it more accessible almost and breaking down that like, yes, this is an act, but it's also just entertainment where like you've hit that, like, again, entertainment value is there where you get the food aspect. And also though you get this great bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think like another thing too is like this is actually similar to your podcast where it's kind of like the food is the just it's like an excuse to yeah. be here, and then like but this conversation is really what people like are, are what people want right yeah. and so that's kind of what it is with my page too it's like the food is just that's it's a food page quote unquote but like really it's about like what did this make me think of when I was there like a, a first it's date that I had yeah, yeah yeah so. That's yeah, no, that's a cool <laughs> buddy. My friend Logan was last week, I think. Yeah. And we talked for you know an hour plus or whatever, and mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode, he was like, Do you even talk about the food anymore? Yeah. I was like, Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it depends on where you know, mm-hmm. I don't make notes beforehand, we yeah. figure out where it goes. Speaking of which, you did really good on this. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. How do you feel that. about it? Did you put enough sauce in yours? I feel like, um. I am glad that there's more, I think, for the next time. Yeah. I love that you just ran it under the sink, too. Mm. You're like, fuck measurements. Mm-hmm. Just make it watery. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like it to be almost, like, soupy. It's, is it, it's okay for a fake Viet, right? For sure, for sure. So, you know, I, gonna use that as the springboard to go. Like, if we served this, if you went to Vietnam and brought yeah. this in, like, a little Tupperware and gave this to somebody, would they be like, this is garbage? I don't think so. I think they'd probably like it. Yeah, that's <gasps> yes. pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Because yeah. you... You went twice this year to Asia. This yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been going back since 2016 because you told me that you, yeah. were, you were a bad Viet and you wanted to get more in touch to learn. with it. Yeah, exactly. Because... Was there a specific thing that made you want to do that or were you just like this is my culture i should know or was it like i said one event yeah that that, made you want to i don't know if it was one event i think a mix of a couple things so like there's obviously the shame right shame is a big motivator obviously growing up irish catholic in boston um but like it's a lot of like when my family talks to me my grandparents i can't like understand half of what they're saying right and so i can just talk when we have conversations which is always just like it feels like you're talking to a kid you're like oh you're doing good like oh yeah i'm doing good you like like candy yeah i love candy you want some candy you want some like this and that you want some uh smoothie like that's the extent of our conversation so i was like you know what? i want to be able to like relate more to my family yeah, a little bit of a disconnect with yeah with generations there and yeah i kind of imagine too that's took you a past guest talk similarly about like Connecting with the culture similarly because they felt like a child still, mm. you know, where they were, you know, their their grandma was going through something, an illness, and, and unfortunately put them back into that mindset of her being a child. Yeah. 
meanwhile she was 15 14 whatever years old so as an adult i'd be curious if you were still frustrated how when like was this 2016 like around that time when your grandparents like you know you're 21 at then and they're saying like do you like candy you like smoothies yeah no i mean it was it was pretty much the whole my whole life oh, like so even it's the same vibe then. even probably to this day it would be similar like i still can't speak very well but yeah no but at least you're trying right, right? right. you're, you're you realize like I this is who I where I came from mm-hmm. and I would imagine that's definitely frustrating though to be the adult and be talked to like yeah <laughs> your hair's getting stroked or whatever oh, yeah, like yes yeah, yeah. smoothies are good yeah, smoothies. it's and like I go, uh, what the fuck yeah. what are we doing here yeah. and I just go yeah so good but uh, then though there's that block of you want to have a real conversation you just literally don't know how yeah that's uh, yeah i guess if there was an event it would be something like that where i wanted to at some point learn more about my my grandparents and yeah mainly my grandparents stories like how they came Mm -hmm. here right because my whole my parents and grandparents came during the vietnam war and so it was obviously like crazy stories right and and like that's a story for a lot of vietnamese uh people in america obviously that's the reason why a lot of us are here um, and so I, I kind of talked to my parents about it and heard their perspective, but at the same time they were kind of like middle school, high school at the time. Right. So I kind of wanted to get a different perspective, but it was I couldn't have that conversation. So that's kind of I think if there was a conversation, it would have been that to say, oh, I should really try to like learn more about my culture. Hey, Grandma, smoothies are great. Yeah. What was it like escaping the Vietnam War? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. Little bit of a a, a leap. Yeah. In language there yeah so are you learning the language i've yeah i've, I've um, made efforts throughout the years i'm like admittedly slacking currently for the last maybe year or so but i'd say a couple years ago i, I sat down and did the whole like you know online uh tutorial trainings yeah. whatever and that boosted my vocabulary pretty well and uh so now i'm at the point where i can kind of understand a little bit more but yeah you know it's a practice thing like if you don't do it then it's gonna go away so, was well, yeah. where i was going next was is there what is the Vietnamese population like in Boston? I was a lot in Dorchester. That's where a lot of people are at, like a really strong Vietnamese population there. Um, that's where probably you can get most of the good Vietnamese food. Okay. Um, Malden, so a little bit north. Uh, they got some good ones there. And then Randolph. Um, but yeah, it tends to be kind of more in like lower income type working class areas. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, so there's not like... A diaspora or like a club meetup even where oh. you can go and practice that's another thing actually there is like a, v, a vsa it's called vietnamese student association mm-hmm. so like when you're in college a lot of the the sort of like mass area colleges have this vsa and they all know each other i was like so against like clubs and shit though in college so like i never went to, like i rarely went to them but i kind of wish i did because like that community is very um tight-knit like there's a lot of my people that i meet now like, oh, I know them through VSA, this and that. And so I think that would have been good for my education, but that was during college, and I kind of, like, got this after college, this, like, desire to want to get well, I think more Viet. It's a perspective that you should take and think about is that we've talked, you know, even you just said it now, we've talked a lot about, like, you wish you'd done this for longer so mm-hmm. you could be better at it, but you are still bleep years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Think of it as if you just do it now, you still have a ton of runway in front of you where 
four years is a weird blip to think about yeah. because it seems like a long time, but you can actually get a lot accomplished. So true. And you can change a lot in that time frame, and you can, uh, you know, shift gears or go into different mo- like. You can look back in four years and be like, oh, I'm competent now at speaking Vietnamese. Yeah, or yeah, I'm yeah. pretty good at kicking a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it is just once a week or whatever for like a half hour or some bullshit like Dude, that. Dude, yeah. I mean, that's so true, man. It's just like, tiny little baby steps. Yeah, yeah. And the hardest step to take is that first one of... Actually, no. The hardest step to take, I think, is the first one of, I wish I had done that. Mm. The second hardest step is then that next one of, I'll do it now. Yeah. And then, though, one, two, you're rolling. Right, so, right, right, right. You know, I mean, from personal, oh, what's up, dude? Hey. He's alive. What's He's, up, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish, one day I'll do video for sure. Yeah. But it's been, you know, 35 minutes or something of buddy just dead asleep and he decided to stand up stretch and stare at me stare very erect directly <laughs> to okay here we go <laughs> he's got a strong frame and we're gonna do this and we're gonna zoom over to Christian uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> buddy Go sit, lay down, pal. Don't stare at me like a weirdo. <laughs> it's so funny to stare. Oh, oh okay, go boy. Yeah, yeah, I think. Where are we here? You gotta wait a little longer, pal. All right, we're gonna we'll wrap it up, and then I'll do the the thing that I know you want me to do right now. Even at fifteen, he still enjoys staring at me, being like, "Hey." There's a whole world out there. Oh, we yeah. should go explore to go to it together. Yeah. And I do love that, but not right now. <laughs> do you think that they forget like what outside looks like every time they come inside? 100%. Yeah. I, I think he forgets... Well, I think he thinks Brandon, my room, his actual mm. owner... Oh, okay is going to leave him every time he walks out Oof, the door. Yeah. That for sure. But he is a very smart dog. Yeah, And yeah. he understands me and will just completely disregard everything that I tell him to do. Yeah. Sometimes. So, I don't know. He probably forgets, but also I think he's... I think he's more longing. Yeah. Like, you know how... Like a good memory sometimes can be a little fuzzy and you can yeah. remember just about everything of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't quite place it. Yeah. It's at the tip of your tongue. I think that's kind of what it's Interesting. like. Where he's like I think it's a dog thinking like, Oh, I can Oh, what does that hydrant smell like yeah. again? It's almost there. And, you know, they gotta check oh, in on their spots. Lovely. They gotta you know. That sounds like a nice mindset to be in. It's everything's always so wonderful and exciting. Buddy has a nice look about him, though. I feel like his his eyes and behavior kind of have that, like, I was, like, abused as a child kind of vibe. He he was found under a bridge. Oh, yeah. He was found under a bridge. So he does have that... He does have that trauma. Yeah. That whenever brandon does walk out of the room mm-hmm. and he starts freaking out that's that abandonment. i will i will be yeah. like you're so pathetic oh wait yeah. hang on you yeah. 
you were you were literally abandoned at six weeks old. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. But yeah, you know, he's a he's a good guy. Uh, all right, wait. Vietnam. We're talking about oh yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, but I think the other thing was uh, and I will I have to uh, shout out this restaurant Shabu Zen in Alston. Have you been there? It's down the street, kind of. It's like over in the main. Oh, right the now. Star Market parking it's, lot. It's uh, oh, I think that's Shabu Shabu. Yeah, Shabu Zen, big building right across from um, no, not across, but next to like the Speedway down in uh, Brighton Ave, kind of near. No, I don't think Harvard I've been over there yet. Yeah, but that's a, it's a hot pot restaurant. So mm. after college, I worked there for a long time. And I mentioned I grew up like predominantly white and Chinese type of neighborhood. Actually, same town as uh, Liam McGurk, which I oh, saw no was on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's a couple years older than me, but I, I knew his oh, sister. Funny. Yeah. But uh, uh, he's funny as hell, though, too. I saw him at a show one time. But um, I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. So I worked there for a long time. And and so growing up, basically, the, the Chinese kids, for the most part, at school were like the quote unquote nerdy, uncool kids, right? And so I was like, oh, damn. Like, I'm just like, that's what being Vietnamese, being Asian is just like being that, right? And right. so I work at Shabu Zen and it's just fucking like hot, like tatted, like cool as fuck Asian. Like they're just like good looking people. I'm like, oh shit, like everybody here is like, this is the first time I felt like a community of Asian people that was like, oh, these are like really like fun, exciting oh, to be around okay. people. And I was like, this is interesting. Like I had, prior to that had never been like, oh, like I'm proud of being Asian because it's like, oh, being Asian, you get made fun of, right? Yeah, it's like that shame you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And so now I was like, oh shit, like, this is pretty cool. So then I started becoming friends with those people. And then I was like, oh, like a lot of them happen to be Vietnamese. They drink Hennessy, this and that, whatever. And so we started partying and going out. And I was like, wow, like this is this is the first time I felt like Asian community. And so after that, I was like, I should probably try to kind of like up level my Asian-ness to kind of like be more like refine my, I guess, opinion of what it means to be Asian. Because growing up, it was one thing. And now I'm seeing it's another thing. So like, what can it be? That's sort of like a, a, a major motivator, as uh, other than the family thing. I think being exposed to what it can be was probably huge. Yeah. Because you're shown one thing your whole life, and that it's the nerdy, you know, make yeah, fun yeah. of whatever. Of course, you would try and distance yourself from that in a right. way, whether it be literal or just like emotionally inside, just to be like, oh, I don't. I, I, it's a wall that's yeah, going yeah. up. So, to be exposed to, I mean, hot tatted people—that's always yeah. awesome. Love but that. then to look at those hot tatted people and be yeah. like, "That's us." Can be me, dude. That's it could be me. Uh, this is uh, this is so cool. I didn't yeah. know that we could be hot and tatted yeah. and cool. We get a better haircut, and some <laughs> tattoos, and then we could we hit the gym. Yeah. So I know you you said a little bit about it. What's the goal, though, from visiting all of these restaurants, getting the Instagram going, what do you want? Like how we talked like a four-year blip. Let's say yeah. five. Yeah. What do you want at, at What do you want at censored plus five mm-hmm. years old? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the plan is um, within the next couple of years to have a couple of, of spots open, whether it's restaurant or um, some food industry spots. Like I think I don't know if I can go full on restaurant at first. It probably the plan is like a boba tea place, mm. or some sort of small either dessert shop, right? To learn how to operate a little bit better, and then from there go on kind of just expand the portfolio. Um, and so the reason why I got into the to the Instagram initially was just to be able to to experience all the places that Boston currently has and see like okay where can we fit in. So similar to how. When I started the Instagram, I was like, well, all right, there's already everything, but there's not like some guy voicing over random shit about his past. 
it's kind of like the same th strategy where it's like let's figure out what's in the scene already and then see where we can fit in like what what's our little niche and what where Got can we it. bring value right so what would you in Alston there's ton of boba tea yeah. ton of hot pot and you said boba tea is probably the first yeah is it as easy as just transferring your personality of the ranting, the joke, you know, how you do the Instagram videos to try and transferring that into your actual boba tea shop, whether that be like weird names for the drinks yeah. or you behind the counter or is it just because, again, boba is a little popular right, is right. what I'm trying to say. Like how if that's your first go to, mm -hmm. where do you see putting the curve on it? Yeah. And obviously you don't have to give your perfect business for sure plan. for sure i mean i think ideally it's what you're saying it's like to, to somehow translate the same kind of feeling of oh this is different and mm -hmm. fun into a, a shop like that would right. be ideal right and whether that's like uh the names of things the product like i have a, a friend who's like a, a crazy like marketing type of idea guy and, and so you know how we penetrated the, the cap yeah this is how you do it for most boba tea right you just stick the, th the straw through the plastic top yeah and he was like just do it so that it's a cat and it's his butthole and you try to aim for his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that type of idea, right? And so like, I'm like, dude, that's fucking great. Like, so we, we'll probably do that. We'll probably do shit, silly shit like that where people yeah. walk in, they're like, obviously number one product has to be good, right? So that's that's the first thing. Like we have to have a good product and that's something that like, that I'll probably have to like hire people to do that shit. But like, right. you know, it is what it is. But from there, it's just like, how can you make the customer feel like this is something different? This is something new that you've never experienced. I think a lot of people, like if I asked you, was there a food or a, a sort of restaurant memory where you're like, I'll never forget this because it was a completely new experience. Like it opened yeah. my eyes about something. It changed my view. Like that, if we can capture something like that, that'd be awesome. You know, and so. Yeah, that's a, a really great way to look at it because I think everybody has that memory when yeah. you say what is that restaurant memory and it could yeah. be anything it could be the atmosphere it could be the server it could be the actual food that's a good way to look at it instead of just like let's make another boba shop yeah yeah what out of curiosity what is your restaurant memory if you i was gonna one? ask you too yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for me it's I went back all the way to, there was a restaurant called La Fontaine when I was growing up, mm -hmm. and they served sorbet in the shell Ooh. of oh, the yeah. fruit. So I got a lemon sorbet that was in the yeah. actual, you know, rind of the lemon. Yeah. And I just remember that being brought to the table and thinking like, yeah, this is the peak of fine dining. Yeah, yeah. They put the ice cream in the fruit. Mm -hmm. That's the... You know, it blew my mind. It tasted incredible. Yeah. So that definitely for me is is one. What about you? Uh, it's probably this place called Pikaichi. It's a small ramen shop. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was the first time I ever had real ramen, right? So you have ramen growing up in the little instant ramen packets. Yeah. 27 cents, whatever you just get at the store. Quick, shitty. And so like the, I think the public... Uh, perception of ramen especially at the time which was back in maybe like 2014 15 is that ramen is just like cheap fast food right but i went there nah. yeah dude yeah <laughs> I, that so that i think was and this to this day is, is still my favorite ramen shop in the boston area because the broth is so flavorful and different mm. and the noodles are so like perfectly like al dente and 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 lovely that i'm just like i really wish i could go back to that first 
experience because that is just I'll never forget it and it just feels like you're in Japan the guy is just a well, one a one chef shop he's just slanging noodles and broth out the back with his wife and he's like other like uh, either Japanese or like you know those weird white kids that love anime and shit it's like <laughs> it's all them so you just feel like you're in another world man and like I was just I was like wow this is a crazy experience I got all giddy I was excited I was like this is crazy and so slurp the noodles it was bomb and uh, you gotta slurp you gotta slurp I was gonna on. say isn't that that's like that's polite it's polite to, to slurp but it's like showing that's why like I was like I wonder if he's gonna make noodles or rice cause if you make noodles which you did I'm gonna probably slurp them and it's gonna sound crazy on oh, the mic so yeah so I tried my best to mute it's it it's funny that you know you yeah, just yeah. slurp away it's, again that's polite it's funny yeah. that you said that you're from the town of Liam where he grew up too, oh, yeah. because everyone who listens to the pod will be like so much fun love listening mm-hmm. man Liam really loved his meal <laughs> like, oh yeah he just ate it like yeah, yeah. right <laughs> into here yeah yeah um, yeah um, he's uh, very funny I love the way his brain thinks so. yeah um, alright I'm gonna hit you with if we're wrapping soon, can I ask you some questions? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just want to know, like, how? So when you, I guess we can save the boring, like, what? How'd you get into stand up? You can ask me whatever you want. I guess the most pressing question is like, what's your writing process? Oh, that was a tough, <laughs> tough sip. Went down the wrong path. Yeah. Uh, my pro, I sit. They say Hennessy goes like, straight to the pee pee. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. I'll answer that question too. Yeah. Hennessy is. So is that the Vietnamese drink of choice? Oh yeah, I should explain why Vietnamese love Hennessy. Because really I know in Black culture Hennessy yeah. is huge, and I actually I looked into it one day because Hennessy used to hire, promote, mm-hmm. like they like traditionally they were like we are by black people for black people. Yeah. So that's now why I guess it's it's just grown into that. So yeah. when you said Hennessy is also the Vietnamese drink yeah. of choice. I was curious because I had never heard that. I yeah. didn't know. It's an interesting story. So, like, I think a lot of people think it's because it's related to black culture, hip hop, whatever. And then if you see a lot of American Viets, they're kind of like, especially the guys, they kind of like, quote unquote, act black. They get tats. They like like to drop the N-word. They fucking like, like to pretend Weird, they're gangsters. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that's a lot of, especially in, in um, some communities, probably. I don't know if it's so much around here, but like, in West Coast, like San Jose area, like that's kind of that type. So people associate that with like, oh, it's because they like black culture. But I think uh, the sort of like higher level reason is because France colonized Vietnam back in the day. And so it's not just Hennessy, it's like all cognacs. And pretty much anything French is considered like fancy, high class status, like in Vietnam. So like all of our dads and grandpas and shit, for example, would be like, oh, like if it's a nice occasion, we're going to flex, drink some cognac. Like, that's kind of, like, oh. seen as a higher class, like, uh, I guess, a status thing. So that's why it's associated with Vietnam colonization. It's a great double answer there. Yeah, yeah. You were like, here's one, and if you don't agree with that, yeah. here's another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, all right. Thank you. That was, yeah, for that sure. was really That was really cool. Um, I sit, though, at, yeah. like, that desk. Um, I have a notebook, and I just go pen to paper. Like, that's my – and, you know, it's a lot of – was something embarrassing or funny in real life mm-hmm. I'll go off off that but I also will just have a blank sheet and just from thin air yeah. try and put words together that are funny and write like traditional setup punchline yeah. Um and you know also 
trying to at the same time be loose and mm-hmm. if something's funny in the moment in the room you know go off of that like I've done shows where somebody before will do a joke or a story or whatever and then my brain will go oh my god I haven't thought about this in years mm. and then just because it's fresh I'll tell that and it'll you know maybe it'll go well and then from there I'll be like oh this has legs and then I'll go back to that notebook process of writing it all out and crossing shit out cut it like I'm very I was I was an English major yeah yeah. so for me pen to paper is the best process Mm. I just like writing things and seeing the evolution of like let's say something starts at a full page yeah oh gross that line didn't work I don't like that or I'll have like arrows that just point to another part of this joke where it's like put this here and it you know what starts as a pretty clean page ends up looking like gross disgusting hieroglyphics no one can read it yeah and then I'll transfer that again and clean it up so that's when I'm like really diligent really on my my game uh, being good about writing unfortunately it's I've been a little lazy lately yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know I'm still going pen to paper still doing all that but as far as like the rewriting the going over you know that's just as important and yeah, I've kind yeah. of been like yeah you know I'll figure it out on yeah. stage if it works again and I'll yeah. change it in the moment and that could be a fun thing I feel like just it that, is. that live workshopping yeah it de- I mean and that's why you see so many crowd work reels that have True. been because that's is a very cool thing is that we all are laughing at this thing that was created in this moment yeah, yeah. right here in front of us it wasn't prepared right and that kind of at the core is you can be the best performer in the world and mm. people there might still be a handful of people like this is prepared yeah yeah. you yeah. know so and it's funny that's why a lot of comedians are like improv sucks and it's like you're just doing improv when you're doing crowd work. right 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 that's yeah. all you're doing <laughs> yeah in terms of like premises though I guess or like um, like what what is like the first initial nugget that you work off of when you're going pen to paper say you're working on a new bit or whatever it's like is it an emotion is it an image for you is it like probably a, an emotion a, yeah 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 or just like the event uh you know um if something just kind of interest it doesn't necessarily have to be fun like in mm-hmm. the moment if it happened and i wasn't like knee slapping like right. oh that's i would rather not have that i would kind of just rather raise an eyebrow and be like What's going on here? Yeah. And then from that intrigue, that little like puppy head cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there, I'll process back here, sit, write it out and be like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Well, it was what's funny about it. How can so we make it So is that the question then? Like, do you always just ask what's funny about this? Yeah, what's Yeah, fun- yeah. Either what's funny about this or how can I make this fun? Okay. Because for me, you know, I, I've got a lot, like family stuff too. I talk, I'm pretty open on stage yeah. about stuff that's happened in my past. Right. And it's sad and it's hard, but at the same time, it's important to try and make it funny for not only you, but... You know, I've, I've got some stuff about anxiety and depression and some young guy came up to me after a show and was like, that depression bit was 
incredible. Mm. Like, thank you for, I've been going through a lot recently Mm -hmm. and, and it's been hard. And I was like, whoa, awesome, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. So yeah, it's either, it's probably like, how can this be funny? I think okay. is, is the first question. Yeah. More than like, what's funny about this? It's right, definitely, right, right. how can this be funny? Because yeah. you can definitely, maybe not every situation, I'm, I, I don't subscribe to that belief that a lot of comics are like, anything's on the table. Yeah, I can make anything funny, yeah. Fucking free speech, yeah. you losers. Yeah. Like, all right, let's, come on, we can still be happy about this. Right, like, right, we can, right. like, we're trying to make people laugh. At yeah. the end of the day, that's a good thing. Right. Like, right. don't be a dick. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, it's, it's more how can this be funny and also not piss anybody off. Fair enough. Now, that, that seems to be big these days, especially too. I just, I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Because like how I just said, it's like you're there to laugh, have a good night, you paid money to see a yeah, show. Yeah. I don't want to be the reason you're like, Oh man, that twenty bucks was wasted that's because that fair. fucking asshole. Yeah, why would you want to piss someone off when they're exactly. there to laugh? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. But when do you when you ask yourself that question? How how can this be funny? When you're writing things down, do you actually like do you laugh out loud or are you like sometimes? Oh, that's yeah. Funny. yeah, yeah. And also, those are the ones that go the worst because ah. <laughs> now that I've been doing this so long, yeah, yeah, I'll think of something or write it down and be like, "This is the best joke I've ever written." Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a genius. This That's is incredible. So it's so weird. It's nothing's ever been said like this before. And yeah. then I'll go say it, and everyone is like, "What was that? What are you That's doing? So crazy, <laughs> that was man. so weird." Yeah. But because again, you've just been doing it so long, you've heard so many other yeah, jokes yeah. now. It's just like the weirdness and kind of like pressing the issue and almost pushing the lines of like, "That's what makes me happy now." For yeah. my, like. Yeah, it's super weird. And if if it goes poorly at a show, I'm upset. But if I'm just at a crappy mic or like even a crappy show yeah. trying new material, an unpaid show, right? That's when I'll be like, "Oh my bad, guys! Yeah. Whoopsies!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, huh. I thought that one would go better. Yeah, it's so mysterious. Like, and even after so many years, you you haven't been able to be like, okay, this one for sure is gonna kill. This one's gonna not do good. <laughs> It's dude. just completely unpredictable. No, dude, not yeah. completely, but like no. I mean, yeah. it's 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 definitely unpredictable. That's yeah, a great yeah. word because there's other times where like a throwaway line or just like something you wrote, yeah. like oh, I just need to put something here right. and then get to the next part. That's what will kill, so and funny. you're like, oh, now I have to readjust this timing. Yeah. So it kind of works around this pop, and then you can work off of that. Yeah. That's so bizarre. yeah, you always. I mean, throw shit at the wall, throw shit at the paper. Dude, like, yeah. Try it all because you never know what's gonna work. That's what like I, I spend way too much time these days thinking about the quote unquote algorithm, right? Yeah, try, you know, exactly. and it's like the same shit. It's like, oh, I feel like this one will you know catch the wave of the algorithm, but then the ones that that I was often just stream of consciousness. Let's just throw random shit on people. Are like, oh, that was fucking great, and so like, it's completely unpredictable too, man. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's an. It, it is a crapshoot. Yeah, but it's fun, man. I it, think I think that's what a boy. It's what if you're still having yeah, fun, yeah. If it's, you're enjoying it. <laughs> it's kind of like I like that gambling aspect. Another thing that Vietnamese like is gambling for for both of our yeah, education. Pie gout. 
Huh? Right? Isn't Pai Gao big? I think, well, uh, I probably, but I think like a lot of Blackjack, okay. a lot of Baccarat, but yeah, I think. Oh, Baccarat. Yeah, That's the yeah. That's thinking of, yeah, okay. Yeah, but definitely just like Twin River Casino. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that, are you, do you have the itch too? I used to, I don't have any more. Yeah, but no. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. When someone our age or younger. Yeah. Will say, I got sober, I got clean, oh, I yeah, stopped yeah, yeah. gambling or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then you do the math and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, something happened <laughs> yeah, there. Dude, yeah, well, our boy Andrew, the guy who went on the show, he's, he's really into it. So we go, I go mostly because of him these days. But, uh, but yeah, no, but it does feel like that. It's like kind of like there's an unpredictability chance about it that you feel like you have a little control over, but not full. And I think that's what really like I like about I guess social media and I feel like it's probably similar with stand up because you're like I don't know it's kind of a yeah, yeah. It's, it's a slot machine in a way yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're pulling the lever and what comes out is other people's happiness exactly which yeah, is cool yeah. and my thing is what I've always loved is well two two things is I have always thought of myself as a writer yeah who then just writes jokes yeah yeah because this part you get instant feedback right you write a script a poem a book whatever it might not see the light of day Mm -hmm. it might get published in three years you know whatever i love that i can write a joke and four hours later be like that works or that sucked dude yeah you know and it's kind of this it's that slot machine it's an instant you know reaction yeah you know it's it's you pull that lever ding 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's great man i love that um i have one yeah this is oh perfect we're yeah. at an hour like, right. i'm not we can hang you know yeah, it's yeah. not like get out yeah um, i just i don't i don't ever enjoy listening myself to like the three-hour podcasts yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I, I feel like an hour is, is fine. That's a good amount, yeah. This is our our classic closing question, though. Mm. If you could have one animal without legal or societal consequences, if you could try see what they tasted like, what animal? Mm, probably the Thai. Thai people. <laughs> yeah, dude, because... I, th- I, th- I thought you were like... The tiger? No, no, the tiger? no. Oh, no, just tiger. Yeah, dude, because... Well, because when you ask the question, right, like, that, like, because there's only a couple animals that have consequences, I feel like, like legal or societal. I feel like societal, even if it's okay to eat. Yeah. It depends on, like, someone one time, they said they wanted to try horse tartare. Sure. Because in Canada, I guess, horse I got legal. salmonella off that in Canada, actually. No horse shit. Tartare. I literally really? had that in Canada and got salmonella. It was horrible. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah. That was exactly what they said. They wanted to try horse tartare. Yeah, dude. I would... That was a consequence, salmonella. It was not legal or societal, but it was gastrointestinal. And that was... I would do that again if not for that consequence, because that shit was bomb. So it was good. Yeah, it was very okay. good. But yeah. But yeah, I guess like, yeah, so universally societal right then. so there's, there's a only a couple it's like legal here yeah, or there yeah, or whatever yeah. but otherwise people still might be like eh, a yeah, dicey. Yeah, yeah but Thai people for sure everywhere I think everyone would say you can't eat the Thai you cannot eat because, the Thai because yeah. <laughs> but I think like the reason why I would choose the Thai out of all the other humans and we were talking about Hannibal earlier which is funny we were yeah but um is because Thai people are so wonderful and joyous and happy 
and um but they got a little bit of kind of that that southeast asian spice to them so i feel like they would have a wonderfully uh rich you think that that yeah. reflects in the quality of the meat? i would say so yeah yeah and this is more kind of i guess like um, not it's this has no biological or physical rationale absolutely not it's like I just love Thai people and I feel like I would love to consume them as well so that's um. <laughs> <laughs> why I love this question so yeah, much because yeah. sometimes people have been like I mean can I can I say human is that oh, okay yeah, and other yeah. times people like yourself are like yeah, yeah the fucking Thai people <laughs> yeah. I love them I want to eat them yeah yeah <laughs> Well, not. I think yeah. So I definitely wouldn't want to kill them for sure. But you yeah. So you eat if you if you aren't killing them yeah. So two questions yeah. yeah. Are you then just going to the grocery store and being like ah a Thai person? Patty. No, I can't. I can't, I can't support that either because of the whole like then I'd be like. Uh, what do you call it? Like supporting the the agro <laughs> complex, big farming, big farming of the Thai. But yeah, no, I, I think like maybe if if like someone if uh, if Hannibal, actually, you know what? Thai people are so lovely and wonderful that I bet one if they heard this, maybe might slice off a piece of themselves and offer it to to me. And in that case, I might take it because they've already done it. But I don't think that I would ever want to actually cause pain to a Thai person so that I can eat their bodies like I think it might be have to be a, a necro situation like a they'd be Ooh, like a, yeah okay harvesting kind of deal in their will it's like when I'm freshly killed yeah. please provide my meat to Christian send my flesh to Christian yeah because that that's the only way I would be able to morally justify that but what an answer yeah. I love it so much um, what, what's yours you Oh, uh, my go-to every time has been giraffe, and oh, I still shit. have not changed because yeah, yeah. I'm just intrigued at what a giraffe neck steak. Oh would my taste god! Like. Yeah, would you? Oh my god, that would last a long time. Would you I try just, to? I don't, yeah. I don't even mean the. I like. Oh, that's just want to taste it. Yeah, I yeah. just think like if you cut like, you know, like the. Um, I cannot believe it. What's the like oxtail? The medallion. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Steak yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, oh, the one that's completely lean? Yeah. Oh, the filet mignon. Yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. If you cut like a filet mignon of yeah. a giraffe neck, oh. I think that would be pretty fire. It probably would be, dude. Have you had oxtail? I have. I actually made it for an episode. Oh, shit. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. so, because that's all vertebrae, right? So I feel like it probably is similar because it's probably. got that nice, like, collagenous deliciousness Ooh. to it. Would you put it that yeah. way? Yeah. We gotta go big game hunting in Africa. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> giraffe's a good one. I haven't thought about that animal. There's a couple. I've I've been intrigued. Someone said panda. Oh yeah. Seal. That was a good one. Yeah, seal. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like you know a blub. I haven't I've never tried whale. I feel like a blubbery. Oh yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like that'd be nice. A little lick of that. I think it would be very heavy. But what's the weirdest thing you've done? Um. The. F- Okay, so I think because of like the fact that I just am in the world, I love food, I love I'm yeah. trying new shit. Like a lot of the things that I consider weird are not weird. I think other people consider weird. So like, sure. like the horse tartar thing, I would not have even thought of to be weird. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. I think I've had point, chicken yeah. tar, chicken tartar or whatever. Like so raw chicken, uh, chicken sashimi was called. That Wait, was in Japan. How? Just they, that's how they do it. Just out there in Japan, they just raw chicken a little whatever. And you didn't get salmonella from the raw chicken? No, dude. No, no, no. Didn't get that. But Canada and Montreal, I did get it, and I would highly, I would definitely still go back because that food was incredible. Like that's so that's a awesome. That yeah, you yeah. Got sick, and you still are like no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. it. <laughs> but I had grasshopper the other day. That was down in uh, Newbury Street. Huh. So yeah. 
grasshopper. Yeah, it was a little like kind of candied or something. No, it was like fried with uh, Mexican seasoning, a little lime, a little chili. It was very good, like the taste, but I, the, it was more of a mental thing with the grasshopper where you could kind of it tasted fine, but yeah. it was just like you just know you're eating grasshopper. It was unusual to me. It's like the entrails then. It was like the entrails, but yeah. entrails not as much because I think I, I've eaten a lot of entrails in my life, and it's just yeah, yeah it's fine, but. Grasshopper was odd. All right. Now, I'll actually wrap with this yeah, one because yeah, yeah. then we can just actually hang out. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> what's the flip side of that? What's a basic meal that mm. you love? You know, you're talking like grasshopper and all these crazy mm, other things. Mm. What's like a fastball down the middle that you will never not enjoy? That I'll never not enjoy? Yeah. Something like this, I'll never not enjoy. Just rice and meat. Doesn't matter what culture it is, rice, meat, or like, you know, in this case it's rice noodle, but just yeah. a, a rice bowl, some kind of nice grilled meat, and then a couple of random veggies from wherever culture you're from, and then your your sauce of choice. I'll forever love that. Dude, every culture has the rice meat yes. veggie combo. Yeah, and it's, it's it just is, so good. It's just so good every time what's, um, what's your favorite well, white white sti- white person dish white person dish yeah, I mean, yeah here's an interesting question yeah do you count Italians as white oh I do and actually so I made a video <laughs> about that? this I, I said like Italians have the best food of all the whites in this one video and then a fucking bunch of people were like Italians ain't white isn't that I was like what the fuck I, I just assumed they were my whole life what do you think do you think they're white or not I I don't know, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I what I what I think is I know I don't know. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. If you go like pasty whites, mm, the pasty whites. Yeah. My favorite is probably see the pasty whites because a lot of their foods are mashed, and I'm a big yeah. texture guy. So like, I feel like pasty whites the fat the fastball down the middle answer is mashed potatoes. But sure, I'm not sure. crazy about that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. So for pasty. I like a good. I mean, a burger. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I was gonna say lamb. Oh, lamb's lamb, excellent. I feel like lamb is I a big excellent. Irish. You know. Yeah, yeah, I love lamb so much. That's. But Italian food is probably my favorite. Okay, fair, fair. Oh, um. See again though. Barbecue. That yeah. I feel like that has an interesting history because now you see a lot of whats. Yep. Doing it like mm-hmm. the big bearded fat right, pit right. master, but I don't think that. It has history in white Yeah, culture. I think it I think is more, more black. Yeah. But in terms of like American food, yeah. that's often overlooked in my opinion. as Because be, people say, oh, American food, hot dog, burger, trash. Which, hot dog, I mean, burgers are amazing. But like, yeah. barbecue, you got to give credit there, man. American food. Is, yeah. It, it's so good. I yeah. love a wrap. There's a couple foods that when I get a hankering for yeah. I have to address that immediately uh, spaghetti and meatballs is one of them oof. yeah that's a good one another one ribs really when a, when a craving for a rack of ribs comes to town yeah I just am like there's the schedule for the day we have to go get ribs wow those are kind of tougher to find huh Spaghetti and meatballs, I now make. My, I just make it myself. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like spaghetti and meatballs, for sure, easy. But like, yeah. if you have a craving for ribs, that's kind of more of a challenge, right? Yeah, smoke uh, smoke shop in Harvard Square is true. kind of one of the true, only true, ones true, true. around. Yeah. There used to be this place in Watertown called the Don's. Did you? Ever oh go shit, no, I've never been there. He uh, he was a really nice guy. Like, yeah. They closed not too long ago, unfortunately. But yeah. he was a really nice guy, um, yeah, yeah. and I would just go over there, and that was the real spot. Okay. 
easier to get to A yeah. and also B he was the owner of the shop yeah. always behind the counter yeah, cutting yeah, the meats yeah, yeah. he made the meats that's so I was awesome. like this is totally where I'm going to support not that smoke shop isn't great right. but a one storefront mom and pop type deal yep. that's barbecue is way more up my alley yeah. than a successful chain <laughs> yeah yeah agreed, agreed. alright buddy I'm gonna wrap yeah, this no, up yeah no for sure dude thank, thank you so much so yeah yeah this was a lot of fun uh, you are Chopstick Murphy uh, yeah. Ch- Murphy's or Murphy's yeah Murphy's there's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it seemed like a layup when you thought of it yeah, it yeah. Was, it's a great yeah, one yeah. <laughs> Chopstick Murphy's uh, on Instagram follow Christian he's hilarious on the reels but now you know a little bit more about him um thanks for hanging out buddy thank you so much follow me dinner at your place uh come hang out at a show and love you goodbye